Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about a shift that's occurring in the marketplace that not a lot of people are paying attention to. There is an unmet need in the market. There's a large demographic shortage of starter homes and rental homes. Traditionally, rental homes have been renovated homes that have been purchased below replacement cost. Many of these were artifacts of the Great Recession that really started out as a credit crisis and quickly cascaded into a real estate crisis. Shortage of houses in the entry-level price range where first-time buyers and big rental home companies both shop is prompting some institutional landlords to start building new ones themselves. Now, I predict that this current generation of home buyers, that is the millennials, will be significantly delayed buying homes compared with previous generations. Many will be so late into the home buying cycle that they will become lifelong renters. In fact, the traditional early home buyers have consisted of the most educated in our population. After all, those with post-secondary education make up the upper echelon of income earners. If you go back to the 1980s when I bought my first house, I came out of university with a good paying job and no student debt. I was 23 years old. I was able to secure a high ratio loan to purchase my first house and I only put down 5% as a down payment. Purchased a brand new home in 1987 and put down under $10,000 in cash. Within a couple of years, that home had appreciated sufficiently. I was able to sell it and move into a larger home. My down payment had mushroomed from a mere $10,000 to well over $40,000 for my second home. I was solidly on the ladder of home ownership. My first home and my second home were easily affordable within my salary. But I had no other debts. I didn't have car payments or student loans to deal with. If I had other debts, my home affordability would have been far less. The circumstances for most people today is far different. The average student graduating from university with a bachelor's degree has just under 40000 in student debt. And U.S. federal guidelines put borrowers on a 10-year track to repay that debt. But history has shown that the average bachelor's degree takes 21 years to pay off his or her loans. Now think about it. There are 44 million borrowers who collectively owe about $1.5 trillion in student debt. Imagine if people waited until they paid off their student debt before having the necessary credit to buy their first home. That would mean a starter home would be purchased not when someone's in their 20s, but well into their 40s. Back in the 1980s, student debt averaged about $5,500, and about 5% of pre-tax income went towards repayment of student loans. According to most income-based repayment plans, student debt repayment consumes anywhere from 10 to 20% of gross income before taxes. But wait a minute, housing is supposed to occupy 30% of your gross income. Taxes account for about another quarter. Now we're at 75% of your income consumed before you bought your first article of clothing, bought a car, put your first package of ramen noodles on the table. There's really very, very little money left over to actually live. I can foresee a scenario where a young person who didn't go to college could purchase a home nearly 20 years faster than someone with a bachelor's degree. Before you start reacting thinking that Victor's anti-education, put that thought to the side. I'm hugely pro-education. I'm just not a fan of someone accumulating tens of thousands of debt for their education. If you consider that home ownership years are approximately 50 years in duration from the late 20s until people are well into their 70s. Many of life's adult choices are made when people are in their 20s and early 30s. By the time people are in their mid to late 40s and early 50s, patterns of living are well established. There are many people who, in their 40s, could afford to buy their first home. But will they jump into home ownership if they've been renting for 25 years? 
What if interest rates are just a little bit high at that point in time? Potential buyers might choose to wait another five years to buy. But wait, now they're in their 50s. Are they really going to buy a house, their first house, when they're over 50 years of age? I've owned five homes. Of course, if I include income properties, I've owned far more than five. I'm just talking about the homes that I've purchased to live in. In each case, I profited from the market appreciation and built substantial equity purely based on home ownership. The point of this episode is to understand what's happening in the broader market. The demand for rental homes that don't have a shared wall with a neighbor, like a duplex or a fourplex or anything like that, is growing. And this is a real demographic trend. I know several millennials who are renting single-family homes. Sometimes they're sharing them with friends just to keep the cost under control. But the demand for rental homes is going through the roof. So you're thinking about that? Maybe consider a portfolio of single-family rental homes. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.